This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can find these any place you get podcasts. You can also catch my live radio show weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on KMZQ. That's 670 a.m. in Las Vegas. Uh, check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website. You know, the question is this, and I've dealt with a lot of situations recently that have brought this question up. Does the love of a Christian, Christian love, Christian tolerance, Christian grace, does that mean that everything people do should be completely accepted and welcomed? Obviously not. Now, I am not a theologian, so bear with me here. You don't have to be a theologian to understand that God has rules we should live by, and those rules make our lives better. He understands, because he created us, what's best for us to do in life. In other words, I don't know about you, but gossip has gotten me in trouble. I'm sure it's gotten you in trouble. It's, you know, broken up companies. It's broken up marriages, friendships, all kinds of things. Everybody knows it's evil. The Bible talks quite a bit about that, by the way. Everybody focuses on sexuality when it comes to the Bible, but it talks about a lot of other things, pride, arrogance, gossip, mistreating the poor, all kinds of other things that are discussed that are all bad things that people shouldn't do because it will not only hurt you, it'll hurt other people. So I've run into a lot of people lately who seem to think that if you're a real Christian, that you should be welcoming of anything they want to do. I probably know half a dozen people over the last couple of years who've had children out of wedlock, for example, and most of them are Christians. And so when they have these babies out of wedlock or they get pregnant, they will immediately say, well, if you were a real Christian, you'd be happy for me. No, 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 not really. Um, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to uh, send you down the, you know, the pit into hell or anything like that. But the fact is, if you're somebody who's got half a brain cell, even if you're not a Christian, you should understand that having a kid out of wedlock is a disaster for the child. It makes it difficult for the child. The child is not born into a situation of stability and marriage and a two-parent home and things like that, okay? So we all know that's not the best way to bring up a child. So anybody with any life experience will acknowledge at the very least that this is not a good idea and probably not the best thing you could do with your life. That's what we're saying. That's all we're saying here. Nobody's condemning anyone. I had one friend who got pregnant, uh, and I'm not going to give any real details, but she got pregnant and she was out of the country, came back to the country, and I said, uh, she was pregnant when she showed up again. I said, what's your plan? She says, my family. I said, really? I happen to know her family. <laughs> no, no, no. And you know what's interesting to me? Several of the people that I know who've done this have come from screwed up family situations themselves. So they have already grown up in a situation where they maybe don't trust men or don't trust marriage or don't believe in the stability of a long-term marriage or whatever, or the first time there's trouble, they want to flee. And yet they want to inflict the same stuff on their child. That's what I don't understand. But here's the larger issue. There are people who have situations like, I don't care what the situation is, you're cohabitating, you're having a baby out of wedlock, you're doing this, you're doing that, whatever it might be. Nobody's entitled to everybody to be excited about it. Oh, congratulations, an alley cat can give birth. That is nothing to be excited about if somebody's not married and you understand the larger ramifications, not only for them, but for their child, that's more important than anything else, but also for society. Forget about the fact that the parents don't matter at this point. You get pregnant out of wedlock, who cares about you? It's not about you, it's about your child. That should be your most important thing. And maybe you love your child, maybe you're going to love the child, maybe you and the dad or the mom love each other, that's great. But have you noticed love doesn't keep people together? How many people do you know who are divorced already? I do, I know tons of them. I know a lot of people where I stood there at the altar, watched them get married and went, mm, this isn't gonna last. I knew it and I was right because they weren't two healthy people. 
and they shouldn't have been getting married. And sometimes they have a child and then they get divorced and it's just further destruction of society. So it really is everybody's business when something like this happens. But the difference with Christianity is you're not supposed to condemn people. I'm sure you can call people on their stuff, obviously. You're not supposed to condemn them. You're not going to be shunning them. You're just going to say, this isn't a good idea, so let's make the best of it. That's all you really can do. But what's astounding to me is a lot of people I know who are Christians will get on Facebook and go, oh, I'm blessed. I've got this child or these children or this or that. Oh, and all this hashtag about God and this and that and the other. Meanwhile, everything they've done is contrary to God. And their children are going to live in a mess. Now, we all make bad decisions. You don't even want to know about mine. We've all done really stupid things. We've made absolute mistakes sometimes and ultimately bad decisions most of the times. All of us have done it. So own your stuff. That's all anybody's saying. Own your stuff. But nowadays, people think they can do anything they want to and everybody else is supposed to throw roses at their feet. And I got news for you. That's not what God does. God doesn't say, oh, you want to do that? Okay, no problem. And I'll tell you something else. I get tired of being told, or not necessarily me, but just Christians in general, that we're judgmental and we're this and we're that because you keep moving the goalposts. In other words, you know, five years ago, you believed the same thing I do. Now you've changed because oh, you're in love or you're this or you're that or whatever the situation may be. And now I'm supposed to go, oh, okay, you changed the standards. So that's okay. Just change the standards. This is one of the reasons that when I talk on the air, and certainly in my podcast, I focus much more on culture than I do politics. First of all, politicians are not in charge of our future. Aren't you glad? Left or right, I know 2020 is going to be a crazy year for politics, but I don't put my trust in Trump. I won't put my trust in Pence. I won't put my trust in anybody else because I don't put my trust in politicians. I think Trump's done some good things and some not good things like every other president. But I focus on culture primarily in my radio show and also in my podcast because Culture, to me, just continues to decline, and the rapidity at which it's declining is frightening to me, especially people who claim to be Christians who are living completely contrary to God. Once again, you can do that. That's between you and God and none of my business, but remember that you can't expect me to applaud you, and that's where you and I part company. In other words, I'm not going to go after you and attack you and say, oh my gosh, you're living in a wrong way, but if you come knocking on my door and say, can you applaud me, please? I'm going to say no. And I've said the same thing about the gay activists who go after Christians. I'm not knocking on anybody's door and saying, you're living contrary to God. I've got gay people in my neighborhood. I don't go knock on their door and say, I can't believe you're doing this. I don't ever do that. But if you come and try to take away my rights as a Christian to disagree with certain things, then we part company. So there's got to be a happy medium. You can make it mad decision. It's between you and God, ultimately. And unfortunately, all of us pay in society when a child's involved. And at least own it. At least say, okay, this isn't correct. I shouldn't have done it this way, but I'm going to do the best I can. That's fine. But to get mad at people for not throwing roses at your feet is nuts. And I see this more and more. I can think of, once again, about half a dozen people I know in the last few years who've done this. I had a friend a few years back who had a kid. She was 38, had a kid by a guy who did not want children. And she was dating him got pregnant on purpose because she was running out of time. And then what happens? What happens is she, it's been very, very difficult for her because the father wants nothing to do with the child. And I haven't talked to her lately, but I talked to her a few times over the years. And she said, it's just incredibly hard because you're doing it all by yourself. Right. But you chose this sister. So now not only did you choose this, your child doesn't have the life he could have. You could say, well, he wouldn't have any life. I get it. But you know what I'm saying? 
because of her bad decision, her child doesn't have a father. She's broke. She's tired. She's, you know, exhausted all the time trying to do everything. And that's the thing. So those of us who have a little more life experience than these younger ones who decided just to get pregnant, think it's all hearts and flowers and a Hallmark card, we're older. We've seen it. We know what happens when you're tired and your kid is going back and forth to daycare, back and forth for Christmas, back and forth to this and that, while mom and dad go on to have steps and halves and this and that and the other. We understand how hard it is for the kid. Nobody's judging you. Nobody's condemning you. Nobody's saying you're a horrible person. But don't get snippy when other people question it because they know more than you do about life. And they've seen this movie a million times before and it never turns out good. Now, are there success stories of people whose parents were uh, teenagers when they had them? Jeff Bezos from Amazon's an example. His mom was like 17 or something when she had him. I think uh, Lance... Isn't it Lance Armstrong? I think his mother had him as a teenager. I'm not saying that it makes you the worst person in the world. Nobody's saying that. What we're saying is it's not ideal. So at the very least, okay, I didn't plan to do this. Cart before the horse. Now I'm going to need help. And I can tell you this right now. You're probably going to need help from the people who are older than you who know more. Because your young friends are going to go off and party. They're going to go do their thing. They're not going to be there to help you. They're not going to care about you because you can't go out with them anymore. And I just think that people need to give it more thought before they become parents and understand and the realities of becoming a parent and how hard it's a 24-hour day responsibility. And if you have a job and your kid is raised by a succession of strangers, which is what happens, that makes it even more difficult. You're dumping your kid off with whoever to babysit because you're desperate. you got to go to work and this and that and the other. I've seen that one too. I have seen that one too. And ladies... And gentlemen, but I'll address this to the ladies. Ladies, if you really think the world is lining up to marry a girl who's got a kid by some other guy, you'd be wrong. I know plenty of guys who will say, yeah, I'll sleep with her, but I'm not going to marry. She's got a kid. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. So if you have a kid by some guy you're dating and that doesn't work out and you think you're going to find Prince Charming down the road, I've got news for you. The likelihood of that happening is very, very, very small. Once again, very difficult on your child. So... uh, I'm just saying, make good decisions. And if you don't, and we've all done it, we've all made bad decisions. Maybe they've taken that form. Maybe they've taken other forms. All of us have screwed up. Own your stuff. Don't get mad at people for saying, oof, when they understand the ramifications of what you've done, because they're not caught up in the emotion of it. They understand the reality of it. And someday you will too. And by then it'll be too late. Just saying, so Christian love is not about accepting everything you do and thinking everything's wonderful. That's not what God does, and that's not what we should do. And once again, God loves us no matter what. And when you've got a friend who's done things wrong, you have to say to them, I love you no matter what, because you're my friend. I mean, within reason, if they're a serial killer, maybe not. But if you've made a mistake, okay, I'll still love you. But I'm not going to say everything you do is okay. And another thing that I have to ask these people, if you really think people like me are so judgmental and so mean and so this, and so why, why do you care about our opinion? Why don't you just dismiss us? <laughs> A lot of these people continue to try to plead their case to folks like me. Don't plead your case. I know I'm right. You're going to find out someday that I was right. But if you don't care about my opinion or you think I'm so nasty and mean, then who cares what I think? Because I got to tell you, there are, there's a small group of people whose opinion matters to me. And I remember talking about this on Twitter one time. Somebody went after me. Well, it's happened lots of times. But somebody went after me on Twitter. And I said, mm, let me check my list of people whose opinion matters to me. Oh, nope, you're not on it. Honestly, there are people whose opinion really matters to me because they are people I respect. 
But if somebody I think is completely crazy, doesn't like what I do, or I think they're completely wrong about something, who cares what they think? Oh my gosh, you're not entitled. And I put this in my book. You can get a copy at Amazon. Great Christmas gift. My book is called Don't Pat Me on the Head. I've got a whole chapter on this. Nobody's entitled to have the world tell you you're right all the time. I don't care what the situation is. No one's entitled to that. And unfortunately, we got a whole generation of people now who seem to think because they got an applause for, you know, walking down the stairs and going, getting ready to go to school in the morning or they graduated from kindergarten, they think they are entitled to something. No, no, no. You're not entitled to a ticker tape parade. No, no, no. The rules are still the same. God laid them out in eternity past. They're in the Bible. He created us. He knows what's best for us. If you screw up, that's what, you know, Christianity is all about. Christ paid for all of our sins. Nobody's condemning you. But God also isn't going to smile on everything you do and go, oh, that's fantastic. I think that's great. <laughs> oh, brother, people are taking Christianity in a completely different direction, aren't they? Yes, I guess they are. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. live on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. There's a link to listen live at HeidiHarris.com. Also, check my website out for my blog posts and, of course, these podcasts. You can get these podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe for free and pick up a copy of my book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. Getting great reviews, and it's a great Christmas gift if you know anybody who loves radio, loves me. Even if they don't know who I am, they'll like it because it's about radio. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 